Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro Hub, the perfect place to manage all your client sites with the resources and tools to help you make the most out of your time with client projects. Tell you more about GoDaddy later in the show, but let's get started as we listen into the incredible journey that James Giroux had in both the WooCommerce and WordPress ecosystem. Also, what he learned from his years at Envato and his roles as WordPress evangelist slash community manager. There's a lot of hidden gems in this one. And we do get a Do the Woo exclusive when it comes to his newest project, Team WP. Also, Jonathan is joined by our newest host here on Do the Woo. She's joining our team, Dominica. She brings both her curiosity and energy to the show, and we are thrilled to have her join us. So this is a special show. Lots of great conversation. Sit back and enjoy it. Welcome to another episode of Do the Woo. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Wold, and I'm joined today with a new co-host, Dominica. How are you, Dominica? I am great, excited, a little bit nervous, but... And where in the world are you today? Because you, you like to travel. Uh, I am in Rishikesh in India. So, yeah, quite far away. Awesome. Awesome. And today we have a fantastic guest, James Giraud. No. No, Giroux. I think Giroux. Hey, James, welcome. Good to have you. Good to be here. Uh, we saw, we all saw each other briefly uh, over in Thailand. So it's it's nice. To, now we're making this happen, but quite spread out. How was WordCamp Asia for you, James? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I have a not so secret love affair with Asia. Um, I'm a huge K drama fan and Thai drama fan, um, and so I have been fanboying this trip for a long time and when it actually happened it was kind of it was like a moment for me getting off the plane driving through and seeing like all the scenes from like the tv shows that i've been watching on youtube and things so like getting there and uh, walking around was awesome and getting to eat some really great food also amazing the whole trip and just everyone there it was very very lovely i had a great time oh, that's awesome well let's jump into our our opening question and uh, which is, how do you, James, do the woo? What's, what's your kind of context for the WooCommerce ecosystem? Oh, I uh, have a lot of different um, ways that I've been involved in WooCommerce uh, as a user, obviously. Um, I have WooCommerce set up on, on some sites. Uh, as an agency guy, I help people uh, install um, and run WooCommerce. It's been a lot of fun. I did a WooCommerce migration this weekend. So <laughs> ask nice. me how I feel about that. That was kind of fun. Um, but uh, like uh, just migrating from server to server. But, you know, uh, those those things are always fun. Um, you know, I work in the product space. So I work uh, most recently with Stellar WP. So if you're familiar with Iconic WP, um, they're very much involved in the WooCommerce space. So, so seeing that and... Um, working as well in my history with Envato and a number of uh, developers who create add-ons and extensions for WooCommerce as well. So that's sort of my 
well-rounded um, view of it all. I, I sort of say, uh, you know, like I'm working my way through all the bases of the, the WordPress ecosystem of being a user, an agency, um, uh, a developer, working for a hosting company, working for product companies. I've, I've sort of hit all of the different bases in that. Love it. Amazing. So um, I have a question for you. Um, what What is your WordPress story? When did WordPress come for the first time uh, in your life? And, and, and how did you get hooked up on it? Oh, man. Uh, I got involved in WordPress. Gosh, it feels it feels like yesterday, but also forever ago, um, probably around 2006. I think is when I got started in a WordPress, I was working, oh, I was going to school really. And I needed um, a platform to build a website on and uh, WordPress at the time was free, which was amazing. Um, and they had this, uh, this theme directory where you could go and you could actually pick a theme for your website and then use that to, to build something out. And so I thought that was amazing and it certainly beat building in Dreamweaver. Um, and, uh, for those of you who may remember that, um, but, uh, yeah, so that's sort of how I got introduced to it. And then from there have just been on this journey of moving around WordPress. I started out as a freelancer. I originally went to school for design and wanted to be like a logo and brand designer Interesting and you know, quickly realized that if I wanted to actually earn a living, I needed to be able to not just have the brand stuff, but also the website stuff. And uh, lots of people were looking for that one, two um, combination. So I jumped into web. I, I remember trying to learn CSS and uh, figure all of that out in HTML. I actually bought an HTML book back in the day um, just to try to understand what was going on. Um, Do you remember which one? Oh, it was like, um, I think it was, oh no, <laughs> it was something. Yeah. It's, it's way back. I remember it. I mean, books was how you had to do it back then. Books was how you had to do it. Back obviously, then. obviously like the web was around, you had CSS garden and, and resources that you could draw from, but, uh, some of those books were like excellent. They, they kept taking through the tutorial examples, et cetera. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. For me, it was, you know, CSS three, I was freaking out about CSS two, right. Or CSS, just normal CSS. And I was like, what is the CSS three thing? And, you know, um, uh, I started working in, um, a, a, one of like the first page builder communities, uh, page lines. Um, and I started building themes for them and, um, they were using less, um, as a CSS framework for, um, for building things out. So I had to learn, you know, variables and how all of that worked in, in less. And then, um, they did, um, uh, front end compiling. So you could actually write in less and have it compiled and then put out on the front end for everyone to see. So, uh, it was really neat. And as a designer developer, like that instant gratification of being able to sort of like flip back and forth from your code to, to the design and seeing it happen, um, while also being able to drag and drop modules and things around was pretty, um, pretty innovative at the time. Um, so I got involved in the community there, built a few products. Um, you know, I started a, an academy, something called PageLines Academy back in the day, and uh, taught people how to work with the product. 
Uh, and that was really what got me introduced to the whole WordPress ecosystem beyond just being local. I started getting clients in Australia, in America. I'm 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 in Canada, so uh, in Europe. Um, you know, building these sites and solving these incredible problems and meeting these these really interesting folk who are doing unique things. Um, and then helping other creators, other developers actually leverage the tool for their own businesses and for their own clients, which is really awesome as well. I want to touch on, speaking of that, so you spent about five years at Envato, if I if I'm recalling correctly, right? Yeah. Um, so you, you have already at that point, you have this kind of wide range of experience. The page lines got you into that developer space. You go into Envato and my time, my, my time was a little fuzzy, but I feel like that was a bit of a heyday time for Envato. Like there was a lot going on. It's growing pretty fast. Are, are there any, like, what are some of the highlights, any personal highlights of that experience? Like you already have the WordPress context and Envato's growing quickly. There's a lot going on. Like does anything stand out to you from that experience? I mean, there's a number of things that stand out to me from from my time there. I feel like in a way it was my heyday as well. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, sort of, I had a young family. I moved everyone over to Australia. We got set up in a new country um, and working for this company that had this incredible work culture, um, really good at training me to be a, a better leader and a people leader um, and really strong disciplines and product. It's, it's always interesting. I, for those of you who maybe don't know, when, when you're on the outside looking in at these tech companies, everything looks really amazing. Then you get inside and you realize most things are held on with duct tape. <laughs> and uh, um, so I, I found that to be pretty eye-opening. But, but for me, the, the experiences that I love were, you know, my first role there, the reason they brought me in was to be their WordPress evangelist. So that was my primary function was to champion WordPress uh, internally to stakeholders inside the company, making sure that our our product managers um, understood the ecosystem and the culture and what happened in WordPress um, and uh, and what was going on within our developer community. And then also communicating what Envato was all about to the WordPress community and helping developers get a sense of how, how Envato worked and things like that. And one of the big things that I was able to do was actually create um, a uh, worldwide uh, tour. So basically I got to um, travel around like any band or, or rock star might and go you know, country to country, city to city, and um, set up these events and meet with developers and um, and do it all. So the first time we did it, we did it called Euro Tour, and it was around 2016, 2017 when we were in um, Vienna and uh, I think Paris the year after. And uh, I did a tour where we did I think like 10, 10 different cities in seventeen days. Um, which might not sound like a lot, but you know, like I flew into, uh, Berlin in the morning in 2016, we did our show and we were out the next morning, uh, off to, to Stockholm, like those kinds of like really rapid turnarounds. Um, but the uh, events were just great. The highlight for me of doing that was, um, I think 2019, right before the pandemic hit, we did a big tour where I went to, North America, Europe, and Asia all in the same year and uh, got to hang out with people, you know, sitting 
sitting with people in St. Petersburg and then going on this mini retreat up into the mountains of um, Indonesia in Jogjakarta uh, to, you know, the streets of Hanoi um, to uh, LA and dancing to K-pop in downtown LA with um, creators. So, and developers. So it was, I mean, that you can't do with a lot of companies Um, and being able to have that kind of experience and encounter so many amazing creators with so many incredible stories of how they got involved, not just with Envato, but how they got involved with WordPress and how those two worlds connect and the commercial side of WordPress. Um, you know, we, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, what WordPress can do and how they're able to build a website. Um, you know, my my own personal mission came out of my time at Envato. I I like to say I help people connect creativity with purpose. And that purpose often is, is a commercial purpose, helping people figure out how to take the, the ideas and the creativity they have and turn it into something of value and of impact. That's really amazing. I actually, uh, when, when I had the look through, uh, your LinkedIn profile, cause, uh, yes, I stalked you a little bit before the podcast. <laughs> I was very curious, you know, uh, when people describe themselves as evangelist, it sounds a little bit almost like a religion, right? So how, how would you like, in a couple of words, how would you describe like being an evangelist? What what does it actually entail? For me, a lot of it was being in the community and listening, um, hearing the stories of what was going on, and bringing that back and sharing that passion. Um, like like I said uh, before, you know, it's being the the voice of WordPress inside of the company and being the voice of the company outside. And so when I would go to events, um, you know, for example, uh, I did, uh, I went to WordCamp US when it was in Philadelphia the first year and um, decided, you know, I wanted to do an after party and we were going to hang out at a, a little Irish pub and, you know, just, just have some fun and drinks and get to know people and no agenda, right? All it was, was, Hey, Envato's throwing a party. We're going to have some fun. We want to hang out with people. Um, and it became the after party because it just happened to coincide with all the other parties ending and nobody having anywhere else to go. And so this little party I was hoping to have 30 people at turned into like 150 people. Um, that's awesome. But you know, like it's this, this opportunity to talk to people about what they're doing and how, how WordPress impacts them. And what I would do is take that information back to the company and say, Hey, so-and-so is doing this great thing. If we were to let our creators know about that, they might actually be able to create products um, in order to support that initiative. Right. And so it helps the company, um, helps WordPress, helps users, everybody sort of wins in, in that kind of dynamic. And then for the creators out there, you know, Envato often has a bit of a, um, uh, outlier reputation or a bad boy reputation within the WordPress ecosystem because of um, a stance they took early on uh, on the GPL. Um, uh, which, by the way, is not that they don't support the GPL. It's that they allow individual authors, individual creators to make that choice themselves. So the position of the platform was just that we're not going to dictate that they have to use GPL. We're going to let independent creators make independent choice um, and offer them both options. Um, WordPress 
doesn't quite agree with that approach and that's totally fine for them. Um, it is, uh, yeah. So, 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 you know, you can imagine being stuck in the middle of that where I've got a background in the community. I've got passion for the community and being in it, but not, but not allowed to really maximize that. That was, that was really interesting. So I could go to work camps, for example, but I could not speak at them. I could not sponsor them. I could not do a lot of different things. So my formative years in WordPress were, and all of the network that I've built, everything that I've done over the years has been, you know, the, um, the blood, sweat and tears of getting in front of people and hanging out and just being there. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing. It's actually quite interesting because would you, would you say that, um, this sort of role now is called community manager role. Yeah. Community <laughs> manager is very, it's actually what my role morphed into over time. Um, being, being a, a WordPress evangelist was very much um, this idea that Envato was a little bit on the outside, right? Looking in and they needed somebody to really be there to reflect them um, and, and, uh, echo back. Um, so now it's very much, you know, that, that community and, and we didn't actually have community manager as a term that we could use when I started. Um, and that discipline of community management and community engagement has grown over the years that I've been involved. And so it's been fun to get new language and new terminology that I can use to describe a lot of what I was doing back then. I I love evangelist. Okay, I think it sounds really much better than community manager. Community manager is very simple, you know. Evangelist is is quite uh, it's a real deal. <laughs> <laughs> James, one of the things I'm curious about is you alluded to it earlier, and I think one of the challenges in a community role is navigating the tension between the interests of your community and the the quote unquote corporate interests. And I think it's not trivial. Uh, there's, there's a lot of challenge there and, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, so as I'm hearing you and thinking back, there's a degree to which you were like in the process of that being developed out and Envato is quite the place to have done so. And as you kind of look back on that experience and the experiences that you've had since, uh, uh, how, how did you personally navigate that tension? Oh, that is a fantastic question. And um, I'm really glad you picked up on that because it's it's not something you really think about um, when you get into community management about having to navigate that tension. And a marketplace is, is an, another layer. So you can imagine yeah. I was the face of Envato to 60, 70,000 people whose livelihood was dependent on the decisions that were being made by the company that I represented. Um, and when you're making decisions at scale, individual circumstances are things you can't really be considerate of, right? You have to sort of look at the macro. And one of the challenges with that is everybody's story is unique. Everybody's story matters. And, um, and when decisions are made that are painful for some, it hurts, right? It hurts you personally. You cannot get away from, I mean, I'm empathetic in that way. I'm probably not the, the best empath, but, um, you know, hearing the stories 
of like I can say, you know, one story. Um I was in Moscow um at an event and, and 150, 200 um authors flew in from all over Russia at the time to come in and, and chat with us. And I remember one person coming and sitting beside me and um they couldn't even speak English, so they had to have somebody translate while we're there. Tell me the story of how um they were able to uh focus on their child who was in the hospital um dealing with some complications in in their health because of the revenue that they were making out of uh Envato and the marketplace that they could just leave it and earn and not have to go to work every day right the way that we we were were doing at the time and and be able to be with their child uh while they were sick and how much that meant to them that Envato gave them the opportunity to do that and so you have that story sitting in the back of your mind as you're now communicating a change in policy or a change in you know the percentages right or the 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 um earnout calculations that will have a very material impact on how much they take home right or how much they can charge um we had uh over the course of the time there we made this transition from Envato setting the prices for items to individual authors being able to set the prices for items and a lot of fear because for you know creators who are in countries where the standard of living or the cost of living is lower they're able to be more price competitive than somebody based in um, you know an economy where the cost of living is higher and having to go we need to give people the ability to independently set their prices because you know for those people in those countries they need to charge more right but the down the other side of that is they can charge less as well um and watching people's livelihoods change and and the risk associated with that and navigating some of those conversations my role was very much being front and center communicating that and the number of drafts that we would go through to write out you know, like a, a piece of comms. You can actually go to the forums on Envato uh, now, forums.envato.com, I think is what it is. Just search my name and you can see some of the things that I had to write, right? And how careful you have to be at navigating that tension, right? Of understanding what the company wants you to say or what you need to communicate on behalf of the company. And as an evangelist, right? Or as a community manager, my role was also to bring in the human side of like, how are the people who have to live with the consequences of, of this decision going to experience this? And how can I tell it like it is, right? I don't want to lie. I don't want to sugarcoat. But at the same time, you know, like be compassionate and be empathetic in my responses to people. So yeah, that tension is really, really challenging. Staying on top of things, What about managing all those client projects in one place? The GoDaddy Pro Hub does just that, and it's free. From a single dashboard, you will have control over your client sites, products, and projects in one seamless experience. Save time on repetitive site maintenance tasks. Access all your client accounts with a single sign-on. And use tools that improve client collaboration. And top that off with priority support, and it's the all-in-one hub. Learn all about it by simply going to dothewoo.io slash hub. 
I think you've you've described the tension really well. And I think what I'll just poke at just a little bit more is for you personally, it, it to me seems, at least from the outside in, that you did a really good job of navigating that tension. And it's interesting to look at why. I'm, I'm curious if like your pastoral background had any influence, any influence on that, just like kind of working with people generally. But I think the heart of the question for me is at the end of the day, there is tension. There's the author's interests, there's the corporate interests. Uh, and I'll, I guess I'll use the cliche, like, how did you sleep at night? Like, uh, how did you manage that personally? It's going to be quite stressful. Uh, yeah. Um, there were, there were days where it was stressful. Um, no, no doubt about it going. I mean, where I felt it the most is when I would go out in person Yep. And meet with people. If you're familiar with Matt's um, Ask Me Anything sessions or his Q&A sessions that he does at WordCamp. Now, take that and ramp up the hostility sometimes by like a factor of 10 and you'll have a, a, a bit of an understanding. And, and so when I, it's funny because I watch, I'm, I watch Matt when he gives his answers and some people go, oh, he gave a non-answer. I go, that was a brilliant answer. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> right? Because that that non-answer was exactly the answer he needed to give. Yep. <laughs> and because uh, I know it. Like uh, I was in Kiev in Ukraine, um, 250 authors, and we did an open Q&A for an hour and a half. I stood up front alone as question after question would come at me. And they were hard, Right. Why am I not making money? Why are you going, you know, doing this, you know, bottom of the barrel or, or like price chasing thing or, you know, like um, you need to change this or you need to do this and this. And, and so, you know, like the thing I had to figure out very quickly was how to how to not internalize the critique as a critique of me. Right. My role there, and and it's hard because I'm the face, right? I'm the person. I'm the 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 official target of venting, um, and so you have to have a bit of Teflon, right? Like you know, like uh, in your in your skin, and and be like that. And and it is it's empathy, right? Um, being able to understand where they're coming from. That was a big thing to try to communicate as well internally. That was probably more stressful. Um, the authors generally were were lovely, lovely people, but it was when you would be sitting in a meeting with product managers and commercial strategists and executives, and they're making decisions about the livelihoods of people, and none of them have actually been out to meet the people, because that's my job. And so I have to bring that empathy. And I have to look at them as they're going, this is a decision that we have to make that's in the best interest and the health of the entire ecosystem. We can't not do something, right? Um, But it's going to hurt people in the short term. But it means the long-term viability. And I would have to say, that's great. But you're only giving them two weeks to, to, to get this together. Can you extend that deadline out, for example, to give... These businesses, these are not people in their garages doing things. These are people, and that was the interesting thing, was a lot of times people would think, you know, like, oh, it's an author is just a developer, sat at home in their room, doing whatever they want, you know, like, no, like when I was in, again, when I was in Kiev, I walked through and was toured around the office of one of our teams that had a team of uh, 
50, 60, right? You know, and I'm walking around their office and I'm looking at their five QA staff and their six designers and their, you know, seven developers all sitting around working to create these incredible products. I mean, that's huge. And then doing like product roadmaps and and watching that that go over. And it's the same structures and the same systems we have in place at Envato, this big company, they're applying in their context as well. Um, and we're going to give them two weeks notice about a change. Like what kind of business does that to another business? So we had to start to reflect on that a little bit and change our approach and and get it into the heads of our our product managers that just because the development is done doesn't necessarily mean it's ready for launch, right? And we need now to communicate it in a way that gives people time to adjust and get ready for the change. Well, um, I really love, actually, I don't know if the listeners know, but we actually see a video of each other. So I really love watching you, James, speak and the way your face lights up when you speak about things. It's, it, it really, truly shows your passion for what you do and what you did. Um, so what I'm curious to know is, obviously, WordPress is a big part of your life. Um, is there anything, well, not, is there anything, what is that you do outside of WordPress? What, what is your likes and dislikes and, and things? Oh, I, I, like I, I think I said earlier about, about Bangkok, I'm a huge K-drama f- fan. So I've been over the last couple of years trying to learn Korean. Um, so that's uh, a thing. Um, trying, trying to, to um, I haven't got very far. I do have a stack of books sitting on my, on my office floor here, um, that I've been working on. Um, I have two kids, uh, and I love hanging out with them. Um, we listen to K-pop in the car and it, I, my face lights up every time they try to sing in Korean because two little <laughs> white kids in Korean is hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, my wife is an artist. Um, she she loves to do that. She's done some commissioned work, and she's in the middle of writing a children's book right now, and and illustrating a children's book. So um, that's that's kind of thing. It's family. That's really the big the big thing I do outside of WordPress. Um, uh, I don't have much of a life outside of WordPress, to be completely honest. Uh, pandemic right so post pandemic what 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 does it mean to go out you know like do things um i've been i've been into bubble tea and and when i came back from bangkok um i've been trying to figure out how to make the thai milk teas that they would give us in in icon siam so i love um, them so much I know. oh my god I know. I, you know, for two dollars, what I pay like seven or eight dollars for here, I got for two dollars there. So I'm like, how can I make this at home? So that's been kind of fun. So that's what I like to. I like to tinker in the kitchen. Um, I bought a, a hot pot so I can try to make Chinese hot pot. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's just what I do. <laughs> awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So, um, well, my next question comes in. I guess uh, you started uh, a project, uh, Team WP. I love its mission, uh, and it would be interesting to find out how your idea was born. How did you come up with it? Uh, I mean, I mean, talking to you, I can already see the passion where it's coming from. But it would be interesting to hear your story. Yeah. Um- you know, I th- it really does. It comes out of my time at Envato. Um, one of the really cool things that I got out of my experience at Envato was 
um, a crash course in how to be a manager, a crash course in how to be a people leader. And not just a crash course in the sense that I was thrown into the deep end. Now they backed it up with training, uh, like regular training and development and um, opportunities to learn and be mentored and um, to try out new things. And as I've gone to some of the other companies um, and hung out with people in the WordPress ecosystem, one of the things I've noticed is that, you know, there are very few companies in WordPress with the scale to actually be able to have people and culture conversations um, in an intentional way. So, you know, like uh, you look at who we might call the iconic companies, like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, big product companies, I would have said, you know, delicious brains a a while ago before they got acquired by WP engine, Um, you know, give WP, like a lot of the brands that are are in stellar uh, right now, um, gravity forms, awesome motive, like, you know, you've got a few of these sort of big players um, that are collections of these little teams, maybe with without even the the capacity to have an HR function or or people in culture. I, I, there's HR to me. There's there's two things. There's HR and there's people in culture, right? HR is the people operations. It's the the recruiting, the onboarding, the giving you your computer and your passwords, and the managing sort of like your your legal requirements. And then there's the people and culture side of it, which is developing people, creating culture, how your teams work together, um, how you do development, how you talk about things that go good versus things that don't go quite so good. What what does the learning culture look like? Um, How are you doing development? And that conversation is the one that I saw was missing in WordPress. And I thought, let me just start writing a little bit about this and sharing the stories of things I've learned. So I started blogging after many years of not blogging on my own personal blog. Um, and all of a sudden was getting this traction, right? My, my articles were getting picked up by, you know, different, uh, publications in WordPress. I was being asked to write about this, um, for master WP, for example, and post status. And I thought, Oh, there's something here, right? There's a hunger, there's a need for this type of conversation to be happening. And my own personal experience in some of these larger companies or these and working with these iconic companies showed me that, you know, like everyone, we're all trying to figure it out. Um, so if I can take my learning and my experience and this passion I have for people and bring that into the WordPress world in a way that's accessible, right? And very much flavored like WordPress then maybe the culture that we create inside our companies, the, the, the more we can create healthier, better people-oriented cultures in, in our, our workplaces, we'll actually start to see that leak into our community, right? Because what's acceptable changes, yeah. You're touching on to the, well, probably the answer to my next question, but I want to just open it up more explicitly. So I, I've noticed that you have an ecosystem lens, both in your experience and thinking and explicitly in your positioning for Team WP, which I think is great. Like kind of looking at things holistically. I love it a lot. The what do you what do you want to accomplish? If we're having this conversation, say three years from now, and we're talking back over what went really well with Team WP, like what do you hope to be true? Uh this is the first place I'm gonna be sharing it. So you're this is this is the road. Let's hear it. Um and, uh, you know, exclusive for do the woo. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> woo! 
Um, there are, so when I first sat down to do this, I thought, you know, like obviously at some point it would be nice to generate revenue doing this. Um, but I would much rather see teams get it better. Like if, if the, the one thing that happens is teams have data and better understanding of how their people feel about their work, where they work and how they work. Fantastic. Um, and I can do that day in and day out. And that's, that's fairly straightforward, but the roadmap for me is I would like to see us have a benchmark that is well-received by the WordPress ecosystem, by product companies, hosting companies, everyone as an opportunity for us to talk and reflect on how we work, not just what we work on, but how we work on it. Right. You look at the surveys that are out there now, you look at the conversation we're talking about, you know, the, the next milestones for Gutenberg. We're talking about the next milestones for WooCommerce at a very product level, right? What are the features? What are, what are the functionality that's coming out? No one is talking about how we get there. How does the team actually deliver that result? How, you know, what's the impact on, our our volunteers from a burnout perspective why is it that we're rotating through contributors so much what is it about the way we deliver that um that might need to change but if we're not if we're not actually asking people about their experience if we're not doing you know in, in agile we talk about retros if we're not actually retroing not just what we worked on and delivered but how we got there and how we talk to each other and how we did meetings and how we did you know roadmaps and and you know like you know, um, co-coding together or whatever. Like to me, I think those are the kinds of things that matter in the sustainability of the project and the sustainability of teams. Um, so I would love to see us have, have that happening, but beyond that, um, I would also love to see us have some type of certification. So, you know, team WP, um, I've been working on this, this as the next milestone is something called open teams. Um, and it's like an open team certification and basically any company in WordPress can, um, do a separate survey. Um, that is kind of like, um, if you're familiar with B Corp certification, it's like a self-assessment that you do. And based on how you rank or, or how you, how you do and you score in that you are certified. Um, and that certification just speaks to the culture that you're creating and it becomes something that you can use in recruiting. Um, and showing people what your culture is like, what matters to you. Um, and then um, from there, I'd love to do awards as well, right? Who are the top 10 um, you know, teams in WordPress at, at an agency level? Where, where are the best places to work in WordPress? And how can we amplify that and celebrate that um, and, uh, and recognize teams that are doing great people work, not just great work? Um, so those are the, those are a few of the things that I'm thinking about and lining up and I would love to do it all today. Can't do that all. I'd love to partner, um, as well. Like to me, like my, my top three would be to see like, you know, master WP co-brand, um, open, you know, the top 10 agencies and post status co-brand on the top 10 product companies and, uh, the, the tavern, publish their their annual top 10 just WordPress companies in general based on the the results of the survey this this benchmark that we do called the team experience index 
So that's, that's yeah, all the things. <laughs> I love it. That's a great lens. I absolutely love it too. I think that, um, you know, from my personal experience, like you briefly mentioned burnout and um, I know that, for example, you know, for example, me being quite new to WordPress ecosystem and, you know, you can get involved very quickly because it's so like, oh my God, I made so many friends. I love it. And, you know, and sometimes I write to somebody and, and on Slack it shows, oh, it's like 2 a.m. at this person's, you know, whatever time zone there are. And they respond. And I'm like, man, you should be sleeping now. So, um, you know, I, the question would be how would you say that employers would notice that somebody is about to burn out? Like what are, what are the signs and, and how, how to deal with it? Oh, that's, you know, I can talk from my own personal experience. I went through burnout, um, uh, twice in the last two years. Um, and, uh, the thing for me, um, is the relationship between a manager, a people leader, and their direct report is the hub where all things um, start and stop. And one of the most important things that any people leader can do is create psychological safety in such a way that conversations around mental health are not penalized, right? Where they are leading by example. Um, so being open about your own challenges, being willing to take mental health days yourself, um, being willing to ask, are you okay? Right. And, and, and in a serious way, um, one-on-ones, regular one-on-ones with your direct reports is so, so important, but not just to talk about the work. Um, one of the really interesting things, uh, in my my last couple months, I got a new, new people manager at um, Stellar WP and uh, she would come in and she would listen. She would have no agenda. You were responsible to write the agenda. You got to talk about whatever you wanted. And it was just a, a chance to talk about what, whatever it is that was on your mind. Um, and that could be work related, task related, but she always was very uh, intentional about asking how I was doing how I was feeling, you know, like, and that, that's really important in, in helping to navigate burnout and see the signs of it. I think, um, if, if we can have more attentive people leaders to, um, the people that are in our teams that, that can go a long way to, to probably mitigating burnout or, or noticing it and making changes, corrective changes ahead of time. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I love the perspective that uh, that you've got, and and I love how you're drawing just from the range of experience that you've had. That uh, gives you a lot of different lenses, and I think it's pretty easy. It can be easy to take that for granted. I'm excited to see what you do with Team WP. Appreciate you coming on today. Uh, for someone who wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, probably Twitter. Uh, if if uh, you want, I mean, you can go to teamwp.co and and sign up there. Of course, that would be lovely. Um, but uh, my username at or my twitter handle is just at james giroux g-i-r-o-u-x uh that's the best way to to connect and my dms are open and i check them regularly awesome james thanks so much for joining us we appreciate having you thank you so much thank you well hope you got as much out of that that james brings to the table as we did 
We appreciate him taking the time to join us. Also, thanks to GoDaddy ProHub for their continued support. And of course, Dominica, welcome to the team. We are continuing to doing one show a week through the end of March, and then picking up the tempo big time in April. So, until the next time, keep on doing the woo. 